Hey guys, Alex here with the AJ Nashville Podcast. Hey, I just want to take a moment and thank our sponsors. House on the Rock Home Inspection with Dave Ganatra. You can feel free to reach his team at 615-717-7900. Let me tell you, when it comes to protecting your greatest asset that you ever purchase, Dave's got you covered. Builders fear this man. Feel free to reach out to his team. Once again, 615-717-7900. Next on our great list of sponsors is the Rap Lab. Any type of printed marketing that you're looking for, maybe it's a wrap on your vehicle, maybe it's a new logo design for your new company, reach out to Rich at the Rap Lab. Let him know I sent you 615-913-0372. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with my buddy, Mr. Jeff Perry. Say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Oh my God. Don't ever say it like that again. That's what you sounded like. Like, seriously, I don't know if you just heard what I just put through the headphones, but that, it, yeah. Hi, Jeff. Do don't do that. There you go. There you go. Anyways, so today, apparently Siri thinks I want to say hi as well because she just activated. But today I want to talk about something that we all talk about quite a bit, and we always talk about motivational things and kind of how to get to where you're going and the space in between your ears. You know, that's the most important thing when it comes down to it is that that six to seven to eight inch, if you've got a big head space between your ears, that tells you when you can't do something or when you shouldn't do something or when things aren't going right, it kind of shifts the blame on the market conditions or whatever the case may be. You know, that's funny that you say that. So the thing between your ears, obviously, is what controls everything, and we have to keep that thing going. Right. When you're talking, <laughs> what are you laughing about? Because you're laughing. Um, <laughs> I was so, thinking about something. No, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, military folks that have to go through these training to mm-hmm. like basic um, for SEALs or for for Marines, the things that those guys go through, uh, they have to get them to a point where their brain goes past what their body thinks it can can or can't do. Right. Well, it's it's reconditioning the mind is the way I see it. You're telling the mind that, hey, you know what? What you used to think was your limits before, is that that's no longer your stopping point. Now you can go, and your mind can go much further than you think. And it can create your body, or it can put your body into a state where it can push much further. You know, you look at these things like adrenaline and stuff, and the the, the mother who flipped over the car that was on top of her daughter or whatever it is, you know, the old stories we were told as young kids that adrenaline can do things. And that's a whole different standpoint from what we're discussing today. But the mind over matter thing, you know, the mentally telling yourself, I can keep pushing. I can pick up the phone one more time. I can run, you know, an extra five minutes. I can get on the bike for an extra 10 minutes. I can get into the gym, even though my body doesn't want me to go. Those you're right. Those are all mental things and mental states and mental beings that a lot of us limit ourselves on. You know, we don't realize that the body will do much more than what the mind tells it to do. Because the mind says, "No, you can't do that." No, it's not your fault that the rates are going up. You have the highest rates out there. That's what. That's a common thing in the industry right now. So in the industry, we're seeing some things. We're seeing rates are going up. Inventory is sitting on the market longer. But what we see with that is littered excuses. People that weren't willing to put in the work that it took before and things kind of just fell on their lap, you know. And when those things fell on their lap, they created results with whatever was handed to them. But the fact of the matter is we're in a market that is changing 
And we can either choose to make the excuses like the market's changing, my company's rates are too high, my sellers don't want to deal with me, whatever the case may be. You know, we can continue to use those excuses or we can continue to grow. And the fact of the matter is, guess what? If your rates are going up, everybody's rates are going up. Nobody has a single market where they're like, my rates are going up, everyone else is going down. You know, but there's still a need. There is a need. And the need doesn't go away, but the rates might change. Well, look at the lady today $60,000 in credit card debt that we got her out of or are getting her out of mm-hmm. by refinancing her home. You know, in this case, it is cheaper to pay a rising interest rate, which obviously will lock in and it'll be f- fixed for whatever period of time she decides. But that's much cheaper than 29% variable interest on a credit card. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. And we were talking about this the other day is, you know, somebody posted a news article and they said that people are using the equity in their homes to get out of debt. It's been in the American way for how long? Ever since ever since they they allowed it to happen. Ever ever since since it was interest rate was do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well as soon as they invented an interest rate and a loan product, boom. Americans were like, Maybe I can afford that. We're buying on time. Right. I can you know what I can afford that car. I can drive a Mercedes. It's only $700 a month. Or mm-hmm. I can live in this big house. It's only $2,500 a month or whatever the case may be. You know, everybody's got – we talked about this in an earlier podcast. Everyone's got their limitations, you know, and it's how much they can afford and it's how much they can afford on a monthly basis. Nobody thinks about that big debt. You sold cars before. Mm-hmm. Remember the old T-charts? Mm-hmm. How's this payment for you? And the payment's – you know, four ninety five a month, but it's stretched over seventy two months, and you're paying thirty six thousand dollars for a twenty four thousand dollar car. Mm-hmm. But people buy on what time? They buy on payments and pay. Well, yeah, they're payment buyers, right? Because they don't look at the big picture because they can't come up with the big picture anyway. So they're they're looking at what can they get it for on well, a monthly basis, and they're they're limited on how they view things, and it's understandable. You know, all of us to some degree buy within a certain means. You know, whether it's, hey, you can afford this or you can live like that or you can drive this or you can drive that. All of us have a certain means that we're comfortable in. If not, everybody would own a Ferrari and everyone would speed down the interstate at 150 miles an hour. Some of us do. No, I'm just kidding. But, you (laughs) know, truth in every joke. There's not a little truth in that joke. I am a law abiding citizen who goes below the speed limit because I'm so self-conscious of the people around me that I want to make sure I can react Whatever. That was bullshit. <laughs> Anyways. So but but we get into a state of mind. So as loan officers and as real estate agents and things like that, it's easy for us to blame our market. Well, hey, people aren't buying homes right now because this is happening. Or people aren't selling homes right now, or I can't find a listing because of this. And it all boils down to the work. There's that, people that, out there. I sold cars and it was the same thing. There'd be a football game or there'd be something going on and people would blame it on whatever event or thing was going on, why they weren't selling cars or why they weren't doing whatever they were doing. Dude, you remember the BMW dealership when I went to go buy my car? Or and when I went to go look at one yes. and had cash in my pocket ready yes. to buy one? And and nobody comes out to help. The thing is, is people aren't willing to do the work. You know, When you have somebody walk on your lot, what do you do? You walk out, you greet them, you figure out what they want, you sell them a fucking car. Unless That's what it's raining for. or snowing, we don't go outside. Right, because they <laughs> didn't invent umbrellas for nothing, you know. But and, and because, that's the thing. Hey, and that's another good thing. If you had a client walk onto the lot and you're gonna sell a car and it's either raining or it's cold outside, bring out check umbrellas. out these cool heated seats on this car. Well bring I out mean, two umbrellas. Yeah. I, I would have bought 
I would have paid a decent amount of money for an umbrella that day. Here's a hot cup of coffee. Try out these heated seats. Isn't this great? Right. Here you go. And check out this matching M Performance umbrella that goes with this car. It could be yours for only $66.95. This could be you. Or we can add it in your payment. (laughs) Right. No, but the, the state of mind changes. So we don't tell ourselves that you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You know who does? Very successful people. You know, and I, I, I thought about this over the weekend because you and I had, when we were driving home, mm-hmm. we were talking about some things and talking about podcasts and talking about motivational speakers and all this kind of stuff. And the one thing that I took from that that actually started working was the good thing. Because when you start to try and condition your mind good, everything is good, everything is good, even though things might be bad, you've got to look for the good that's going to come out of that bad thing. Yes. Um, I tried that out this weekend, and it actually helped me condition my mind a bit. It does. It helps you condition your mind because you're focused on the positivity. And that's the thing. Jocko Willing's a brilliant human being. You know, people will look at him and be like, oh, he's just a grunt. He's this. He's No, the dude is fucking brilliant when it comes to it. And, you know, the his perspective on things helps people in life. I mean, if you focus on the positive instead of the negative, because there's always more positive than there is negative. There's always a the proverbial you know, a rainbow at the end of the storm or the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, whatever people use, you know, so there's always finding that good. And the thing is, is with hard work, you'll find that good. We may struggle sometimes, but sometimes if you put in double the work, you get the results. They may not be double the results, but you get good results or great results or better results than your competition is willing to get. Because there's things that other people out there aren't willing to do. Because they, they're not measurable, for one, because they don't replicate what they do over and over and over. No, they do it once. If it doesn't work, exactly. they stop. Yeah, the biggest – leads, for example. You know, if I give you 10 leads and you call them all one time and nobody answers and you give up and you say, well, these fucking leads suck. Mm-hmm. We hear that all the time. Somebody is converting those leads because that's 10 people that are interested in buying a home. Out of those 10, eight may not qualify. Out of those remaining two, one may go with somebody else. But if you can nab that one – That's all you have to do. But you have to do it, and you have to execute it repeatedly over and over. The Wright brothers, they didn't launch an aircraft into space or into the sky the first time they went out there. They didn't go out there and say, hey, man, this has got some wings. It's got a motor. We got wind. Let's do it. And, 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 you know, a a good example of it, a real-life example of it is I had a conversation with one of our agents today. And took a look at some credit for him and did uh, got a got somebody pre qualified and it's off of a lead. Yeah. And and it's it's off of a lead that a lot of people won't even try, attempt to even try and contact these leads. Well, in all fairness, this person works leads. He works leads like nobody's business. True. Like this man works leads like they're the last remaining efforts on earth to buy a home. And what but, and what happens? Dude, he loads have, up a pipeline results. full of deals. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, he's buying an investment property today. Yep. Today he is closing on an investment property in Franklin, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And those of you that don't know about Franklin, Franklin's a very wealthy area. To buy an investment property in Franklin, that says a lot. It does. For somebody's degree and commitment to success. The fact of the matter is, the only thing that stops the listener, you who are listening to this, the only thing that stops you is that little six inches between those two big-ass ears of yours. Like, seriously, that's the only thing that makes you different. Because 
before you pick up the phone, you may tell yourself, no, this isn't good. This lead sucks. This has a horrible whatever. You know, I can't do this. This lead came from here. It's not worth it. That's you telling yourself that you failed before you even get a chance to even try. And that's giving up before you give a chance to anything there is that you want to do. You know, that would be like a person saying, I want to be in the Olympics one day, but they don't want to train. They don't want to work. They don't want to do anything. They go for 100-yard dash, and they lose, and they say, screw it. It's not me. This ain't happening, you know? And all it takes is that self-motivation. Because here's the thing. If you're not going to believe in you, nobody else is going to believe in you either. Nobody's going to come to you and say, hey, guess what? You're the greatest thing on earth if you don't believe that yourself, you know, nobody's going to come to you and say, hey, you can do this if you can't do it yourself. Nobody's going to recommend that you do something that you're not willing to try to do yourself. And that's the difference. Like what Jeff was talking about in the beginning, when people go into the military and the military, from my understanding, is they basically break you down mentally and they rebuild you into the warrior and the hero that they want you to be, because that's what it takes to survive some of these situations. The problem is is we're too coddled when we're young, we're too weak, and we're given the keys to whatever, and we don't put in the effort. You know, that, that goes for all of us. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset. My mindset growing up, I should have been a drug abuser, a in and out of prison, possibly dead. Like, if I followed what my environment provided for a mindset, I shouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. In all rights, I should be dead in a ditch, or locked up in some penitentiary, getting ready. What time is it right now? 4.22. It's time to get dinner. You know, you get your high carbohydrates bullshit meal, and then you sit there with a bunch of other dudes, and you watch your clear plastic TV all day. You know, and guess what? Sometimes people make mistakes, and they pay the price, and that's the price they pay. But the mindset, I'm actually going to have a guest on here here in the next couple weeks. The mindset is what it takes to change that. The mindset is what it takes to make sure that you learned your lesson. Somebody told me one time, too, that... and Probably I, a great person. Yeah. I, I think it was a guy, a, a manager that I worked for a long time ago in the car business and uh, said something like... It might, actually, it might even have been a motivational speaker. I can't remember which it was, but they say that you won't change yourself until your own, you can't stand your own stink. Yeah. Meaning that you get into the point where you can't even stand yourself anymore is sometimes where you have that recognition and, and hopefully it, it comes well before that. Right. But a lot of times that's usually when a person will truly change. Well, I think that's a point where people say, you know what? Fuck it. It's either make it or break it. Mm-hmm. And I had that same point when Shana got pregnant with Rowan. I was like, fuck, I either got to do this or I got to quit. And there was no option to quit. I had to do this. And I had to do this because more lives than just mine relied on me. And so I had to make that commitment to go out and say, okay, it's time to buckle down and get the work done. The things I've known how to do for as long as I've known how to do those things, I just needed to execute. Because I've had talents my whole adult career. I just threw them away. You know, mm-hmm. It was easier to be like, oh, I don't need any money right now. I'm no, just and it's depressing by. with this guy because – you go out and you think, oh, you know, like when I started getting him back into motorcycles years ago, I said, oh, I, I'm faster than this guy. This is going to be great. I can ride faster than him through the turns and all this kind of stuff. I get out and this guy, within a short period of time, researches a bunch of stuff, tries to figure a bunch of things out, and all of a sudden then he's on the track. Yeah. And he's extremely fast. We're talking about you. Well, well yeah, but see, <laughs> oh, I know yeah. we're talking about me. <laughs> 
No, but but the commitment to excellence is what it is. You know this. Everything I do, I do to an extreme. I yep. mean, look around in this this podcast room. Like, the only thing that's missing is Trace Atkins. And I should not should not have told you saltwater to get saltwater tanks. fish. <laughs> yeah. Because the extreme, what happened? You I mean, said, hey, you need to go with salt water instead of fresh water. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And now we got fucking 15 tanks floating around between the office, the house, and everywhere else. And you know everything you possibly could about reef, and you've never been down underwater yet. Exactly. I mean, in a short period of time, that's because I researched it. You know, I made a commitment the other day. Uh, there's a program on my phone that I downloaded, and I pay a monthly subscription for and everything else. And it's called Elevate. And it's a, it's a brain game thing. And I was looking at these numbers. I'm like, fuck this. This number is going to be better because I was uh, above average in all the categories except one. And I was average – or I'm sorry. I was advanced in all the categories except for one, and I was average in one. And I'm like, I'm going to study until I make this fucker above average. And that's what I did. Like I spent six hours on the thing over the weekend focusing on sharpening this particular area because it saying that I was average pissed me off. You know, I need to do that thing. I got obsessed with it, and that's the bad thing. That's the downside of what I do is I get obsessed with something, and I want it to be the best. You know, look at my Grom. Remember the the little white Grom I, I had? I should have bought that. Yeah. yeah. I did so much to that thing to put 216 miles on it total. I should have bought it. Yeah, you should have. But I did all that because I wanted it to be the best. And for what it was, it probably was the best, or it was one of the better mm-hmm. ones, you know? But the same goes for self-improvement. Like, I really, really like helping people. That's my thing. But I want to be the best. So if you turn and you're like, yeah, well, this person is doing this, I'm like, fuck him. I'm about to do better than that. And it's, it's a mindset. It's like, okay, if he can do it or if she can do it, they're no different than me. They put their clothes on the same way I do. Anything you can do, I can, I can do, do better. better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, I look at it and I'm like, I can do that. Whatever it is they do. Like when I see people with big houses and fancy cars and everything else, I don't look at it and be like, fuck, they got lucky one day. You know, they hit the lottery or they did this. I look at it and say, whatever it is they did, I can do the same thing. It may not be singing. It may not be from an artistic standpoint, but I can make that happen. There's no limitations. That's a great thing about this country we call America. There's nobody suppressing you and saying, uh-uh, you ain't going to ever get that big. You ain't ever going to do that good. Don't believe me? Go ask any immigrant that came to this country with $2 in their pocket that owns tons of businesses. It's a factual thing. You can get out there and do anything that you set your mind to as long as it's realistic. As long as, number one, it's physically possible. Right. Which we've seen people... I mean, you can't be like, hey, I'm going to build a spaceship and go into space on my own, and I work at McDonald's. Right. But what what you're saying is... But you can go to school to be an astronaut. You could. And go to space. I mean, say this within reason, you know? And when I say reason, if your goal is to have a fucking Bugatti, then that's your goal. You can make that shit happen, and whoever tells you that you can't, get them the fuck out of your life right now. Because if people are saying, no, you can't, you don't need those people. Well, and the other thing that you mentioned today, too, when you had – I think you had a meeting today, and you, you have your your computer screen yes, that pops up. And what pops up on your computer, your computer screen? My kids. Why? Because and, and why? And, and, and so why do you have it set on a certain time? The way when my screensaver pops on, it's, a, it's pictures of my children. 
And it reminds me that I'm sitting here doing nothing in front of a computer screen for a long enough period that this screensaver pops up. And so I have to look at these images of my children knowing I'm not doing anything. And that's what grabs you by the balls and says, hey, it's time to fucking get to work. Because the last thing I'm like Lincoln's birthday mm-hmm. is coming up real, real, real soon. Yep. And the last thing I want to do is be like, I'm sorry, daddy couldn't get you this. Like I'm looking for shit to buy him because I want to buy him some more stuff, but there's nothing else the fucking kid doesn't have. And the only reason why is because I chose to buckle down and do the things I needed to do to make sure I can provide for my family because I grew up fucking broke. You know, I grew up eating fucking welfare food and everything else because that's all we had. We had food stamps. We had government cheese. I mean, it's always a joking thing, like the government cheese that Mm -hmm. doesn't melt. You can throw this shit on the sun and it wouldn't melt. (laughs) Like, seriously, the fucking sun would go off. It doesn't. It doesn't have a shelf life because it never goes bad. Like Like Twinkies? Beef jerky would go bad before the fucking government cheese would. Twinkies, don't they go good for 99 years? I don't know, but I know... With government cheese, if you made a big enough blanket, you could wrap it around the sun, and the sun would go out. <laughs> like, you would just hear it go, Psss. Like, it's the shittiest shit on the planet. But that's what I had, and that's the cards we were dealt. And it wasn't that my mom didn't try. She just lived the best we could. And I could continue to replicate that life, but I told myself, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to be average. Well, and and and. That's the good that came out of the bad. Yeah, it is. I mean, we talk about this over and over again with people, and this is something I've been trying to to implement in my own life, is saying good when you think things are going bad. And and it's sometimes things are truly, really, honestly going bad. But if you focus on that, there's no way to get out of that. It's a lot harder to get out of that hole when you're focused on that negativity and you're just – wallowing in it versus saying good and then looking for the next thing you can get out of that and what you can do to to change that. Right. And it's all about mindset. Once again, I could look at it and be like, poor me. I grew up and I had to eat this shitty cheese. That's probably why my digestive tract doesn't work as well as it should. Actually, it does. But I could look at it <laughs> as a victim and be like, this is what's wrong with my life. Or I could look at it and say, I never fucking want that again. I never want to be, you know how embarrassed I was as a kid going through the Lord's cupboard, praying that nobody would ever see me because I was so ashamed that we couldn't afford food. Mm -hmm. Do you know how embarrassed I was as a child to have my mom pay for something with food stamps because I was afraid that other people would judge me and, and think poorly of me? Yeah, and people don't know this about me, but I was in the same position to an extent for a while with, with my mom. mom. My mom was a single mom raising me. And, uh, you know, she didn't have much at all. And I, I remember times her going without eating to make sure that I ate. Yeah. I, I, I literally did not like eat. That. And I, I remember that. And yeah. I remember as a little kid saying, no, mommy, you eat, you know. Right. And, you know, so, so we've been there. And these are things that neither one of us want for, for the people in our lives. But see, it's a mindset. It's a mindset to grow. It's a mindset to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this. Because here's the thing especially in our industry, you can choose to put in a a true 40 hours a week Mm -hmm. and work and accomplish your dreams, Mm -hmm. or you can choose to put in 40 hours a week worth of work to accomplish somebody else's. Right now, we're in a position where we're pretty much self-employed. 
The only thing that we have to do is we have to be W-2'd because of the government and because of the laws. You have to be a W-2'd employee in order to be a licensed loan officer, and you have to be sponsored by XYZ company, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, the opportunities are endless, you know, and if you're not willing to go out there and do the work in order to be successful, in order to thrive through the storm, that's okay. Because I'm going to take that work from you, and I will do it for you, and I will get the relationships from it, and then my family will thrive from the work you didn't want to do. And I hate to sound like an asshole when I say that, but if you're not willing to do what it takes in order to make it work, I'm going to take it from you. And, I mean, that's a horrible thing to say at the end of the day. But you know, it's tough love, though, too. It is. It's it really real is. Tough it, love. May, it may sound horrible, and, and listeners that might not know this, but the fact is, is he says this for a reason because it because it should light a fire under it your should, ass. Right yeah, now. it should get you lit up to go. You know what? I, I do need to do this. I do need to check myself a little bit, and I do need to get out there and and start working harder. Well, and and, and those of you that are listening that just heard that, and your first thought was "fuck you, prick." Who do you think you are? You're probably the person I'm talking to. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. because if you have the business and you're going to secure it and you're going to do what you can to make sure that you provide superior service to those that you work with, you have nothing to worry about. Like my real estate agents all the time, they go to other people's, you know, lender meets and meet and greets and have coffee and stuff. Guess what? I'm not afraid of them leaving. Why? Because I help them grow their business. If they left, they would lose a portion of that. And they don't want to do that. Not to mention we're friends, we're buddies. You know, I'm friends with just about everybody I do business with. And so there's some loyalty there. And the fact of the matter is, when you're loyal and you have a friendship, a true, genuine friendship with people, it's almost like betrayal if they go somewhere else. You know, and that's the thing. That's what we have to do with our clients. That what, that's what we have to do with our agents. That's what we have to do with everybody that we work closely with. Get to know those people on a local level. Know what their kids' names are. Know what their spouse's name is. Know what their kids do for fun, where their last vacation was. Communicate with them you, like you want to know beings. what that does, too. Yeah, that, I do. That creates a sense of wanting to provide superior service to them because you do know them as a person. Right. Yeah. How could you sit there and watch somebody suffer if they're doing the work? Like if I sit there and I watch, you know, I, I've got a couple agents that I've started working with recently that are just fucking thriving. These people are killing it and they do the work. Mm-hmm. And guess what? When a lead pops up, who's the first fucking person I say to call? One of those people that's killing it because they're providing for themselves. They're doing the work. And if they don't have any deals on their plate right then and there, it's okay. We'll give them one because they're doing the work, mm-hmm. you know, and the work demands results. And if you're going to work that hard for something that you don't have currently, and I have something that you can have, I'm going to give it to you because you deserve it. I'm not going to give it to the person that just feels entitled or they wait for something to fall in their lap or something like that. Or the person you're trying to get new business from or something. Yeah. You're you're giving it to the person that, yeah. Well, and I hear that all the time. That's one of the big (laughs) things that you hear is, well, you know, if you want to work with me, send me a deal and we'll see how things work out. No, that's not how this works. See, if I want to work with you, I want to make sure you're the type of person I want to work with first. So I want to make sure you have integrity. I want to make sure that your morale is in the right area. I want to make sure that your ethics are the way they should be. And then I will determine if I want to work with you. And the thing is, I'll determine if I want to send you a deal or not. Because I want to work with people that are committed to excellence. I don't want to work with people that think, oh, my shit don't stink. I'm the best person on earth. Like, we provide a service for people that are making one of the largest 
investment purchases that they will ever make in their life. Yeah, it's about them at that point, the client. It's not about us right. or, or, or the agent. It's, it's about the, per, the person actually purchasing a home. Yeah, it's about the growth. And if, you, if you're working with somebody, you want to work with somebody that's going to serve that person. Well, it's about the mindset too. You know, and that's the big thing. So you have you have some champions out there. Dave Ganatra, House on the Rock Home Inspection. Mm-hmm. That dude's a fucking beast, you know, when it comes to making sure that people have the best home they can have when they walk into it. And if they don't have the best home, they know what the problems are. It's like buying a car and it's a certified pre-owned and you know what the issues are and you know what they're not, but he's the best at it. And that's my opinion. But guess what? This is my show, and I can voice my opinions. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, people like that, people that, you know, title work-wise, title work is kind of the same across the board, but there's some companies that really, really crush it, and they do it with greatness. And those companies know who they are. You know, I'm not going to be out there and endorsing people, but there's a difference from the company that's handing somebody $300 out the back door and a company that truly cares about their clients. And you'll see that difference as time progresses because as things tighten up, guess what? People stop using them. So anyways, I'm so sorry for the long-winded show. You know, I get into things. I get passionate and everything else. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope that you guys are having a great, great week. Off to a great weekend. If there's anything I can ever do for you, please reach out. If you are enjoying the show, do me a favor. Shoot me some feedback. I'd love to hear the things that you have to say on how I can make this show great, make it better for you, the listener. Jeff, you got anything to say? No. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in to the AJ Nashville podcast. Let me take a second to thank our sponsors, the people that make it possible for me to be in your ears on a week-to-week basis. Thanks again for tuning in. House on the Rock Home Inspection with Dave Ganatra. You can feel free to reach his team at 615-717-7900. Let me tell you, when it comes to protecting your greatest asset that you ever purchase, Dave's got you covered. Builders fear this man. Feel free to reach out to his team. Once again, 615-717-7900.